Go, Chris. Goodbye, my friend, it's hard to die When all the birds are singing in the sky And all the flowers are... Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. Welcome to the podcast, Love the Grap. My name's Chris. I'm on Skype with Alan. Hello. There he is. That's Alan. Um, yeah. And as you may have noticed... I am indoors today. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> far more enthusiastic. Yeah, a bit more boisterous. A bit more boisterous. Yeah. Um, I'm in my, my home. I say I'm in my home studio, also known yeah. as my daughter's bedroom. I've kicked her out of her own bedroom, <laughs> um, so I can do a podcast. Where yeah. Rob? I'm in my flat, and it's just a little bit too warm for me in here right now. Um, I'm, I'm feeling a bit sluggish. Um, yeah. Maybe I'll have to stop this podcast halfway through and go to sleep, which is <laughs> exactly what I did with WrestleMania Part 2 last night. Yeah, with good um, reason. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk yeah. about it because that's what we're here to do, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we talked about WrestleMania Part 1. We did. 36 Part 1 on yeah. the podcast yesterday. And now we're doing WrestleMania Part 2 on the podcast today. It's really good. I've seen just about everybody is doing uh, their own podcast about what they thought of WrestleMania. So uh, at no point will WWE be able to say that they don't know what people thought of WrestleMania because <laughs> it's all out there, captured yeah. on audio by uh, single white men. Well, also, we know that there are people that are currently working for WWE that definitely listen to this podcast. Sometimes. Of course, yes. Yeah. So, so I'm sure that they'll they'll pass on the feedback. Yeah, yeah. If you are listening, yeah. and you know who you are, you know who we're talking about. If you are listening, and you may not be because you weren't on the show, so normally you only <laughs> listen to our episodes where you're you might be mentioned. But if you are listening, can you let um, um, Vince know exactly what we think? Please pass it on. Pass it on. Um, you know, it's weird. The other day, I was I was watching Cracker Jack. Right. Why? At that point, you were supposed to say Cracker Jack, oh, but oh, you know, right, okay. you, you're, you're probably the wrong age to, to do that. But um, they had uh, Trent and Tyler on. Yeah. WWE superstars, Trent and Tyler. And it's kind of, I, I felt a little bit, of, not so much that I, I kind of, I said to the missus, I don't know them, but, but they they would know who I am. And then I kind of felt a bit... I. I, I know these because John John Cena doesn't know who I am, you know. No, no, Phil Goldberg recognise you, would he? No. Yeah. Whereas, uh, if you showed a picture of me to to Trent Seven or Tyler Bate, they'd be like, "Oh, that's that Alan Boone idiot." Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. A bit, bit of pride there, you know, that some people who are semi-famous may know who I am. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um... I guess, like, they're probably not thinking about you right now, though, are they? You don't know that. I, there, there's questions to be asked if they are. Yeah. Well, what, uh, have they not got anything else going on? No, no. And then I, I also said to the wife, uh, <laughs> I've met Tyler's mum. Haven't we all? We've all met Jill Bate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah lovely. Seen Jill, seen Jill yeah. around. Talking of um, wrestlers' mums, I saw that Shea Purser's mum put a sign out for the bin men today to, to thank nice. them for all they're doing. 
Yeah, I saw that. Very nice. Lovely. Lovely. Well done, Shay Person, Mum. Do you remember when we met her drunk in Cardiff? Yeah, after Shay in... really bloody made a bloody mess of himself, hadn't he? Yeah, she, made... she was drunk. We weren't. No, no, we weren't, no. No. We had to, we had to go back in the car. All yeah. the way back to Northampton, so... Yeah. 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 All right, right, do you want to talk about the show? <clears throat> yeah. Did you, did you watch the... No, I, you cut out a bit there, but I'm sure, yeah. I assume you asked me, did I watch the kickoff show? Yeah. No, I didn't. No. Right. Well, again, really good match on the kickoff show. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Liv Morgan, who I genuinely didn't recognise when she came out, right. uh, and Natalia. Well, and what does she look like now? Well, I mean, she kind of looks a bit like Liv Morgan, except that she was dressed up in kind of a sort of leathery bondagey type gear. Oh, right. Because Liv Morgan always used to be kind of like this sort of punky kid. Like, you know, this, this like tomboy. Street, streetwise, yeah. Yeah, okay. like punky Brewster, if uh, anybody of a certain age is, is listening. Oh, my God. Um, Jesus. But, yeah, now she's uh, she's all in kind of leather and, and bondage gear. And, yeah, she fought mm-hmm. Natalia, and they had a really nice little match. It was really neat. Um, Tom Phillips was doing solo commentary for it, and that was really cool because you don't often get that in a WWE show. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it was nice, nice way to start. And as yesterday, when I gave the uh, the tag match uh, three tiny blonde women, I, I've given this uh, three blonde clones. Because, okay, um, wonderful. Yeah, it's just I'm sure if he could, Vince would entirely populate his entire women's division with uh, with small blonde women. Yeah, yeah, he's got a type, hasn't he? He does, yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, ever since Trish, really. Yeah. Um, he's been trying to recapture that magic. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, I didn't watch that. No. I didn't watch it. I, I'm like, you know, I didn't watch it. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's nothing to say about that. I just didn't so, watch it. Yeah, so the first thing you would have seen after Stephanie McMahon <clears throat> giving us her best, mm. keep your chin up. Um, yeah. Thing would have been the Gronk, and that. Well, yeah, I'd have seen exactly the same opening video as part one as well. Yeah, which I didn't feel was necessary. Pirate theme thing. It's like, come on, switch it up. I know you've did paid you, for that now. Did you, you watch it to see if there was any minor differences? Well, I was watching it. I was trying to watch it alongside um, my pal John, so we yeah. were synced up, so I couldn't really right. skip it. No. Shame that. So then you got yeah, Gronk, and I've got to ask a question about Gronk. Are we mm-hmm. sure he's not the source of this virus? I think he might be the human embodiment of the virus. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. <laughs> I saw, talking of the virus, we didn't do any virus chat. We'll do like a very, very brief bit of virus chat. I saw an advert today for McCain, you know, the oven chips people, mm-hmm. that was about the lockdown, being having to stay in your house. Because we can't go out. Oh, that's first, a bit. Yeah, first one I've seen. I'm not sure I like that. Well, you know, okay. it was nice. It was nice. It what, didn't mention it the nice? virus. So, you nice, know, if, if ever we've got to be locked down again, like like the purge or anything, then, um, you know, they can they can wheel it out. Mm, I don't, I'm not sure about that. Well, it's done I'm now. Sh- oh, yeah. I'm going to have a word. I'm going to boycott. I'm going to boycott McCain's oven chips. John McCain, that's the one who, who, who makes McCain's, you know, the former uh, candidate for the presidency of the United States. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. His, his oven chips. 
Yeah, well, he died, didn't he, a couple of years ago? So um, he must have left that oven chip legacy to somewhat. It wasn't wasn't he the one whose daughter came out and there was lots of like right wing people who were like, why isn't he angry about it? I don't or, know. Cause... Have, I, have I imagined that? Kit Cheney's got a gay daughter I might have as well. Imagined it. Oh, maybe no. that's who I'm thinking of. Yeah, but that um, might be who I'm thinking of. Yeah, anyway, when he, when he died, he left the company to McLean, um, the character played John by Mc... Bruce Willis in uh, in Die Hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so um, they they kicked off with uh, the NXT Women's Title match. Mm-hmm. Not not the last yeah. time on this show that a a match featuring people from a seemingly from another brand uh, would be on the show, um, but uh, yeah, we, yes. it was it was Ripple H, um, and I'm sorry, yeah. nothing about Ripple H screams babyface to me, but she was obviously the babyface in this feud because Charlotte's a big no, horrible well, meanie. No, well I had to ask John, who uh, is Charlotte supposed to be the badness because. I just, well, even though Charlotte clearly is supposed to be a meanie, I wasn't wholly convinced by it. Um, no. In the match, anyway. There was nothing about the way she wrestled that match that made me think she was a baddie. No. Despite that, though, I thought they had a really good scrap. Yeah, they did. Yeah, that was a good match. Yeah, I think, yeah. It, again, no. it went a bit long. Yeah. But I did enjoy think, it. Like, there's another women's match on the card. And I, I I thought that was good as well. So yeah. I think uh, think uh, I was I was pleasantly surprised. So don't, I haven't seen, I wasn't watching NXT UK, and I'm not really watching NXT now. So I hadn't seen lots of Ripple H. That's really Ripley. For those of you who haven't listened to all of our episodes and understand <laughs> who we're talking about. Well, actually, that's from the Facebook group. Um, yeah. I mean, our logo did come up on the screen and it did, again, look like Ripple H. Yeah. Um, also, they, they were like, they had um, an interview sort of video thing with them beforehand that she was saying that, oh, when I came into the company, everybody said that I looked like Charlotte. And I was like, you look like Pete Dunn. <laughs> you, got same, you got the same haircut as Pete Dunn. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, did did you? I mean, Charlotte won this to to become yeah. the NXT Women's Champion, um, yeah. which may have been the plan all along. But apparently, uh, Ripple H's work visa has expired, and she can't get it renewed unless she goes back to Australia, which of oh, course right. at the moment is a bit weird. Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah, so that may be why Charlotte won. But um, I, I I gave this a rating. You, you know, I'm. I'm always saying how uh, women are just slightly smaller men. Yeah. Uh, my, my rating for this was uh, three women who are the same size as men. Great. Yeah. Great. You yeah. really are earning the, you're earning your money here. Yes. <laughs> and you get uh, paid nothing. So, so like I'm, I made notes as people might guess, like for, for how on the ball I am this podcast. Mm. Uh, and my note to kick off the next match was, fucking state of tommy end <laughs> yeah he came out in that jacket he came, yeah and he came he was on his little um his little board which creaked its way up it added, <laughs> it added a creaking sound 
to the mechanism. Uh, either they've added a creaking sound or it does need oil in it, genuinely. Um, I wouldn't want to get on it if it was making that sound without anybody's knowledge. Um, and then he, uh, he had the weirdest jacket on. Yeah. The, <laughs> the weirdest. Oh, oh, I made a comparison, um, but I can't. It was. And I remember it being funny, but I can't remember exactly what I'd compared him to. You, you uh, should have made notes, mate. Well, I'm just going back to my WhatsApp messages because I said it on there. Right. Um, that, and it, Tommy End, or Alistair Black, as he, he is now, um, he was against Lashley. Is he mm-hmm. still Bobby Lashley or is he just last, Lashley? I think he's Bobby Lashley, isn't right. he? Um, and all I could think when he, I'd for, he came out with Lana and I'd forgotten they'd done that annual angle where like he got married. Alana, um, yeah, and uh, all I could think was, I bet, I bet Putin's not happy about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Remember when Rusev had a tank? Yeah, that was great, wasn't it? Yeah. Do you remember when yeah, Becky I mean, Lynch had a painted lorry? Yeah, I mean that was good. Oh, no, I remembered it. He Go looked, on then. Tommy End, Alistair Black looked like. Looked like a character from the video board game Atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, he did. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, this was a nothing match, was it? It didn't do anything for either man um, except show that Lashley is an idiot. Yeah, I mean, that, the, the finish to this match was one of the single dumbest things I've seen in wrestling in a while. Yeah. Um, he, he had Alistair Black up for whatever move razor's edge kind of move yeah um crucifix powerbomb i'm not sure he had him up in that position right yeah yeah and then um old lana gets up on the apron goes no put him down and spear him which actually the spear was the most overused move this weekend yeah i think i think half of the matches had a spear and and also at some point if he'd have watched the 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 main event of the show the night before Mm-hmm. He'd have seen that the spear isn't a terribly effective move. No, well, I think we were trying to work it out, and I think that it was probably out of the matches that it was used in. Um, were they, the winner used the person who used the spear won about half of them. So um, yeah. I think Charlotte Charlotte used one in the opener. She did. Um, uh, and then Lashley tried to use one and failed. Um, obviously, Edge is using the spear all the time. Yeah. Goldberg uses a spear. They're all yeah. spears. Um, but yeah, so he goes for a spear, gets kicked in the face with Alistair Black's funny kick. Black mass. Black mass, and 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 he loses. I'm just thinking, if so, if you've got him picked up like that, and she says, do a spear, I'm still doing the move on him, and then I can do a spear as well. Eh? Yeah. Why not? What are you doing? Why are you putting him gently down? Oh wow. God. I mean. He's he's got remember? what he's got whatever the opposite of jungle fever is, and he's just... <laughs> no, don't no. say that. Don't say that. <laughs> God, can you undo that? Undo? Where's the undo button? <laughs> um, I just oh, do you remember when Bobby Lashley and his mate shaved with Ron's head? Yeah. What yeah. What was his mate's name? Guy? Yeah. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah. Oh man. Um. So I gave this uh. One and a half, uh, don't let them book your marriage champs. Right, yeah. Because I, I could just think of poor old Rusev sitting at home, watching his wife um, go through the motions 
with a terrible wrestler. Well, it looks like that's coming to an end then, doesn't it? Because that the way that ended. Let's hope ended. so. Let's hope so for yeah. everyone. I mean, I don't. Well, I genuinely don't care because I'm not watching it anyway. So it well, can carry on forever. I, mean, I slightly care because from what little I know of Rusev, he seems like an all right bloke. Right. And uh, I, I don't want I, like that whole thing about having your 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 marriage booked on TV mm-hmm. is just all a bit weird for me. But there we go. But from from that, we went to um, the well, it, it was time then to to make fun of the ugly short fat fella um, who will no doubt uh, die alone. Um, and uh, the incels of the world must unite behind Otis Dovich. Well, I, I don't know. He, he, um, he, he, well, spoiler, he got the girl in the end, didn't he? So... Well, you see, I've got a thought about this. So this whole angle is Otis Dozovich against Dolph Ziggler that has yeah. come out of a storyline um, that Otis Dozovich fancies Mandy Rose. I mean, you know, we can't blame him for that. Um, mm. She's a she's a, a good looking woman. Again, another small blonde woman right in Vince's alley. Um, but apparently uh, Sonia Deville, is that her name? Yeah. Yeah. She uh, was jealous uh, because I think she likes Mandy Rose. Is that is that what they're doing? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was part of the story, I think. Yeah. At one point. Yeah. Um, and so she uh, sort of went out of her way to, to put a, uh, a stop to this and got Dolph Ziggler involved and ended up with Otis Dozovich being humiliated. Uh, and that's always good to laugh at the short, fat, ugly fella. Um, yeah. And so then as a measure of revenge, uh, Otis Dozovich was going to fight Dolph Ziggler on this this pay-per-view this biggest show of the year um a match built around a short fat bloke fancying a a good looking woman um Mm -hmm. and as you said at the end um Otis Dozovich he he won the match um with Mandy Rose's help yeah Um, I don't know what what was she wearing we'll talk about that in a minute um and then he was too close close to skin color yeah yeah he got the kiss off the girl at the end now the thing is right like this whole angle I, I have been an Otis Dozovich in my time. Um, I, I'm not going to make assumptions for you, but maybe you have as well, Chris. Right. You know, there, there will be people listening to this podcast who have been the Otis Dozovich. And do you know what? At the end of it, Chris, mm-hmm. I didn't get the kiss off the Mandy Rose. Because in real life, you don't get the kiss off the Mandy Rose. So the only application to real life that this kind of angle can have is let's make fun of the ugly short fat fella. I mean, you are sounding like an incel right now. Well, you know, <laughs> I came through it, but I feel for my brothers who are who are stuck in that in, in that time. I, yeah, I mean, I'm not like I, I don't think there are like wider social implications. I think the the more concerning is that um, Otis Dozovich appears to be portraying a mentally handicapped person. <laughs> um, like in the long in the in the long history of WWE having people with subnormal intelligence um, being comic, comic foils. Um, it, yeah, and, and having infatuations with uh, m- m- women who are seemingly out of his league. So, um, yeah, I, I think my main problem with this, but beyond that, is that I had to watch Dolph Ziggler on TV again. Um, oh, Dolph was fine. You know he, was he, was, he was fine. He was but like, fine, but like he's like he is. 
he, I think he typifies an era of WWE where like nothing booking dominated for such a long time, and like he sh- like he's got a, he's got to go. Just get yeah. rid of him. Like he he has well, no real value for the company now. There's there's point. an alternate universe out there where not only do we not have the coronavirus and we can all go to wrestling shows again. But Dolph Ziggler left WWE and became the new leader of the Bullet Club after Kenny Omega instead of right. Jay White. And yeah. I think in that universe, everyone's a bit happier through, through all those things. One, because uh, we've got no coronavirus. Two, because we haven't got to put up with Jay White. And mm-hmm. three, uh, because I've, I've, I'd kind of like to see Dolph Ziggler has something and I'd like to see him tested. I mean, it's obviously too late now. It's years, years into his career. Um, so, you know, he's obviously just marking time um, until he can get that stand-up comedy career off the ground. Um, yeah. But, yeah, uh, the, we mentioned about Mandy Rose's outfit, which was just it was weird. It's like a leotard with a big egg-shaped hole in the front through which mm. you could see her bra. And as you say, it was all kind of skin tone. Um, it was just very weird. But also, Otis Dozovich does not, dress appropriately for his size no he does not no no um, um, very small pants on yeah um i mean it was a mostly bad match um i, I love uh Stozovich, um but he's wrong for that spot um and as a result of the terrible caterpillar um i gave this match one one and a half bad worms i think i find it interesting that you've rated both of these last two matches higher than the Seth Rollins Kevin Owens match prior to the restart you were giving yeah. that one one star well that was that um, was partly because of the relative talents of of the people involved you see i wouldn't expect uh, much better out of an Otis Dozovich Dolph okay. Ziggler match yeah, yeah, in the year enough. of our lord 2020 so fair enough fair you enough. know yeah um so after that we got the 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 undoubted highlight of the show um, for some idiots, um, the last man standing match between Randy Orton and Edge. Well, um, well people, sorry, just I, I need to respond to that. Are people saying this was their highlight of the show? No, I have seen some people rate this match quite highly. Right. Okay. And say it was one of one of the best matches that they've seen. Um, okay. And I don't know who those people are, but they need to be destroyed. Um, because they're, they're, although you are allowed to have um, your own opinion, an opinion like this should not be allowed to stand. Um, but it started off with uh, Randy Orton. Um, he jumped uh, uh, Edge because he was a, he was pretending to be a cameraman um, on the outside. Yeah. And the the question I asked to be a, go on. I know exactly well, from that is, did did he film the first three matches? Oh, right. No, I was going to say, because when they revealed he was the cameraman, he was being filmed by a cameraman. Yeah. There was was a cameraman directly behind the cameraman filming the cameraman. Well, there was one. There was one. Somebody um, needs somebody uh, firing. There was one over the barrier um, because he kept kept getting knocked into a few times. But he was directly behind him. Yeah. But I I just wondered if if Randy Orton had been there filming the first three matches. And was he any good at it? Well, I don't know. You didn't notice any bad camera work. No. Did you? So, like, any like notably bad camera work? 
Um, That's weird because I was watching Being the Elite today from this week and they actually had two wrestling matches on it um, mm. filmed at the Young Bucks uh, home where they've got a tennis court that they put a ring on. And right. in the first one, Nick Jackson was the ringside cameraman. And the second one, Frankie Kazarian was the ringside cameraman. Um, I just wonder if it's, it's a trend now. Mm. You've got to look Maybe. after that post-wrestling career, haven't you? But this um this Edge Randy Orton match, yeah. I, like I watched the video, like the the hype video leading into it, and I was like, Do you know what? Actually, I feel like, and I've not been watching the shows obviously, so, and WWE have always been quite good at putting these videos together, but I watched it and I was like, actually, they've played on their path, and they seem to have got to a good place where this feels like it should be, the culmination of this little feud. Yeah. Like they seem to have told a decent story. That being said, I, and and th- so I alluded to it earlier in the show. I had to go to sleep after this match. Um, it it bored me to tears. Um, I, I did hit. I, I hit the Douglas button during this. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I I couldn't watch it. Forty minutes, Chris. Forty yeah. minutes. Yeah, I think. I think that's too long, and it's definitely too long for this format. I think, like, it really suffers. Like, I think there were matches on the show, like the last show, that kind of suffered from the format because it kind of exposes um, sort of dead points in the match. It kind of, it, everything feels a little bit longer when there's no sound. Um, and And this really suffered from that because ultimately what it was was them throwing each other into stuff a lot well it was a it was a nice tour of the performance center yeah you know yeah. I, I feel like I, I know it now i did particularly like a bit where um they they brawled into the production office mm-hmm. um and as they were coming down the corridor to the production office you could see paul Heyman sitting there in a chair um right. obviously talking to the because he, he's one of the producers of the show but of mm. course he's supposed to be the on-screen talent and not the producer of the show. So when they got to the office, nowhere to be seen. So a vanishing yeah. Paul Heyman. It was like, oops, there he is. I wasn't so keen on the spot where they brawled into the the, the weight room and Randy Orton hung Edge uh, on from the wires on one of the weight bench. Particularly as this match probably would have been taped on the same day as the uh, Dark Side of the <laughs> Ring about Benoit um, was released. I thought... Now, I, I don't think for a minute that that was what they were intending, but Jesus Christ. Well, because they did, a, they did a lot of stuff with, like, gym equipment. There yeah. was a whole sort of segment, like, early on in the match when they first kind of brawled backstage, as it were, but they were in, like, a gym area, and there were, like, these pro- quite prominent glass windows where you could see out onto where the ring was. Yeah. Um, and I was like, well, somebody's got to go through one of those windows. That's what we're setting up for, isn't it? Because it's so clear and obvious but no that it just went on for another 25 minutes yeah i was watching um, to to see in case there was another match going on in the ring <laughs> that would have been great it was yeah, like right yeah. they've left the ringside area now we'll film them get in and do uh the 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 mandy rose match we'll do there that some, there was some very suspect edits in this yeah um and and that means that potentially it was longer oh man I mean, um, they they shot for classic and they missed by a mile. Because as you said, it was just boring. 
I mean, last man standing matches are are terrible anyway. They are tough, yeah. Um, And, and, you know, they did the finish in a way that, like, if if this was an interesting last man standing match, it made sense for it to finish like that. Yeah. But, yeah, it was too long, and the format did not help it at all. Like, Like I say, like, if you had crowd noises and reactions to what they were doing, well, also, they wouldn't have done so much of it backstage if they had a crowd. I guess they like they would have done more of it out in front of the audience because then the audience would have reacted to it. Whereas this was like they'd just gone back into a vacuum. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's sad for Edge because do you know what I mean? He's he's finally got to to make his comeback, and this was yeah. the result. I mean, well, I'm he, sure, he doesn't need sure. he doesn't need my sadness. His house looked amazing. Yeah, I'm sure he's not coming back just a feud with Randy Orton. So hopefully we'll get more out of Edge. Um, well, maybe he's going to be the new leader of the Bullet Club instead of Jay White. Yes, maybe, yeah. Yeah. Um, or um, leader of the original club. Um, that AJ Styles is dead. Yeah, sadly, passed away. 43 years old he was. 43 <laughs> years old. Um, so I gave this one aimless wander around the performance centre. That was. It was one aimless wander around the performance yeah. centre. What um, it was. But then next, um, I thought it was really nice of Vince McMahon uh, to give Evolve a match on WrestleMania <laughs> uh, and in front of their usual crowd as well. <laughs> Very good. Um, yeah, I, Street Profits are the yep. Raw Tag Team Champions. That right? Apparently. Yep. Um, and they were supposed to be taking on somebody called Angel Garza, who I yep. don't know who that is, and um, Andrade Alma. Yeah. Um, uh, accompanied to the ring by Selena Vega. Um, but who Andre... Before we go, let's just talk about Selena Vega. Was she like, I know that she's married to Alistair Black. Mm. Um, would, would she, did she think she was accompanying him to the ring? Because she appeared to have the wrong outfit on for the tag team she was with. And well, like skulls also... and all kinds of stuff on it. <laughs> I mean, I could say the same about Sonya Deville in the in the other match because, like, she seems to have changed her look to generic biker chick. Yeah. Like, like she was like an MM, MMA girl, wasn't she? That was her. She thing. was, yeah. Um, and now she's just like another person in black. Like, cool, excellent, yeah. right? But yeah, like so to make it, everybody the same. It was supposed um, to be Andrade, but um, first he failed uh, the wellness policy. Yeah. Um, and then was sent home. And then when he did come back, uh, just in time to, to work Mania, I think he got the Rona. Well, they said he was injured. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I feel like if he did have the, the virus, they probably would acknowledge it, maybe. Or they wouldn't try and hide it like that. But I don't know. Um, so uh, he, got re- <laughs> he got replaced by uh, the wrestler called Austin Theory. Yeah. That's how I describe him as the wrestler called Austin Theory. Because <laughs> I don't know anything else about Austin Theory. And well, even like, and I've watched, I, I've watched a fair amount of his work on the indies. I still don't know anything more than the, that he is the wrestler called Austin Theory. No, he will, he will almost single-handedly um, kind of evoke, evolve, and it's and the, particularly the flow slam era of evolve. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like, he was kind of like the rising star, wasn't he? When, yeah, and when he was, was he was on. all over the place. He had a little feud with Darby Allen. Um, yeah, was it was it Austin Theory who had Priscilla? Um, 
I was going to say yeah, Priscilla yeah. Presley. It's not Priscilla Presley. Yeah. Priscilla <laughs> Kelly. Um, um, yeah, kind of caught him. in him. Yeah. 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 First, yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, he looked like Austin Theory. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, and then they. So I'm not sure. Like street profits. Why yeah. are they? Why are they getting such a generous tag like run as tag team champions? I feel like they've been tag team champions for a little while now. Um. But NXT, like the the NXT call ups, have always all. Like almost always, traditionally, like they've dropped the ball with the tag teams. But for some reason, this particular tag team, they're going, yeah, they're the champions. Run yeah, I can only think it's because I mean Vince has has always been one to kind of like ape a successful act elsewhere, and right. I can only think it's because of the runaway success of Private Party in AEW. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure Vince is watching all of those tapes. Yeah, and he's um, like, damn it, that private party are the stars of the show. Yeah. He's I a just, pirate. Uh, not that, obviously, we were kind of um, talking about um, Otis Dozovich earlier, but um, Angelo Dawkins has got a little bit of a belly on him, hasn't he? He's got a yeah. touch of the D- He's got a touch of the D-Lo Browns to him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, which is weird, seeing as, like, I don't know. I don't know what their, their gimmick is. I don't really understand if they're kind of like party boys street um, profits mate they're street profits spelt wrong though yeah um are they drug dealers i guess they must be means? yeah i guess which like, would fit I, in I, with with vince i i wait i wondered that when they debuted i was like wait a minute street <laughs> profits would imply that they are drug dealers right yeah i don't know i don't know. um yeah so i don't get i don't like i think they're fine and they seem like a fairly entertaining act, but like in a world where you've got other tag teams, I don't understand why they're the top tag team. They, it reminded me of um, not well, it didn't. Rem- it brought to mind the call up of American Alpha, who yes. at the time, like years ago, were the very hottest thing in NXT. Like I think, like you know, they the crowds were so behind that team. Yeah, the dueling um, Jordan Gable chants. Yeah, and then they got called up, and nothing happened because Vince decided it would be funny for Kurt Angle to have a illegitimate son. Yeah, and now and, uh, uh, we've got Shorty G, whatever Shorty G is. I think that's um, that's the rap nickname of the um, Jimmy Cranky. Right. <laughs> I, I gave this uh, two and a half developmental talents. Um, it was fine, but it wouldn't have made a takeover back in the day. No, this isn't a WrestleMania match, not in a million no. years. This, like, if you were going to put anything on the kickoff show, it's this one. Yeah, yeah, I'd kickoff show written all over it. But yeah. there you go. You know. So then we moved on to the uh, five-way women's title match, the SmackDown women's title match. For anyone who cares about the the brand split, um, yeah. and so you had the champion Bailey, who's a bad girl now, who actually yeah. I quite like as a bad girl. Yeah, uh, she's doing I all think right. she, she's doing it all right um, with her mate Sasha Banks. Uh, yeah. Lacey Evans was was yeah. out there. Um, I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier about Vince likes a, a blonde woman. That's yeah. entirely why Lacey Evans is there. Uh, Tamina Snuka, 
uh, and <laughs> and Naomi. Yeah, Tamina stuck her there because I don't know where Nia Jax is. No, um, she's um she's telling people off on Twitter. Is she? Yeah. Um, Tamina stuck her getting bloody rolled out of mothballs <laughs> for her like thrice yearly title opportunity because she's the only one who doesn't look like everybody else. She's the only one who's not like the same shape as everybody else and wrestles the same as everybody else. Apart from um, Nia Jax. Apart from Nia Jax. Now, the thing um, with Tamina is Tamina should not be punished for the crimes of her dad. No, she no. should, however, be punished for her own crimes against wrestling. <laughs> yeah, she's not good. She's not good. Um, she did do a raw spot, though. Yeah, she did. I well, love a raw yeah, spot. You have to. Yeah. Um, so there are a few things about this because I, I, I mentioned it earlier. I actually quite enjoyed this one, um, yeah. and particularly sort of like the the end in like a few minutes. Um, but there was one moment in this match which um, had me rolling in the aisles, <laughs> which was which was when um, Sasha Banks, Naomi, and Tamina had cleared the ring. And it was just the three of them and they were staring each other down and then they had a moment where they kind of bumped fists and did a little thing. So they did a little thing like they had a catchphrase and they had to edit in Michael Cole doing a voiceover saying, oh, Tamina, Sasha and uh, Naomi used to be in Team Bad back in the day. So they are actually <laughs> friends. Clearly nobody had remembered that when they were doing the commentary live. And they had to edit it in. Honestly, if you did not notice that at the time, go back, find this match and find that moment. Because it's one of the most hilariously bad edits I've seen in wrestling in a while. It was like suddenly Michael Cole's video game commentary had like interrupted the show. <laughs> you know, now, the, weird, like... the weird thing is that the minute the three of them got there, I, I was like, oh, that's team bad. And well, you I, noticed that you, yeah. you understood that. Because no, I, I remember when Team Bad first came out, we we uh, joked about how terrible it would be for good wrestling to have uh, an opposition <laughs> called Team Bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, and then I had to come up with something twenty minutes before the show started. And uh, <laughs> now here we are. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I enjoyed this match. I particularly enjoyed Bailey was on great form. Um, Joring with the commentators there were yeah. there were two particular moments where um michael cole on commentary here he, he said uh bailey and the boss almost got eliminated at the same time and bailey immediately shouted no we didn't <laughs> which i quite liked and then at the end bailey uh just not on the mic because she didn't need a mic but was just shouting she was like nobody can stop me not you jb allen especially not you michael cole <laughs> you know i really enjoyed you- and do you know what I really? I know you kind of like this Mister early on in yeah. this little um, this little tirade, but when it got down to um, like Lacey Evans and Bailey at the end, Lacey Evans lays it in. Yeah, she she ain't messing around. Like she she clearly like has the physicality to be to to be in there with anybody like in that match, and she she was snug I reckon. Like, yeah. there are a few strikes in there that looked like, I mean, and not not in a bad way, not in a, like, you're sloppy as hell no. way, like, in a, all right, you're here to play. Like, I was I was quietly impressed with Lacey Evans in this. Somebody think, that I've uh, not really had any sort of 
yeah, I'm, bi- I'm biased against about. her because her finisher is a punch, and I, I just I hate that in wrestling because you know punches should be illegal. But so there's that. But other than that, I thought it was a really good match. It was lots of fun. Um, I gave it three unnecessary no DQ rules. And you know what? Actually, um, maybe multi-man matches are the sort of thing that really works better in this environment. Yeah. Because there's no downtime. Like, you can just keep going. Because um, I think that's that's where this whole empty arena stuff falls down, is when we have to pause to let everybody sort of catch up. Um, yeah. That's my thought. Yeah. So the next match <clears throat> was uh, John Cena versus Bray Wyatt. But do you yeah. want to save that? And we'll talk about the, the oh, no, I didn't match want to, first. Sorry. I didn't want to talk about that at all, actually. No? No. 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 Let's not talk about that. Let's no. skip that. Yeah. Um, maybe we need to do a separate podcast on that alone. Well, I mean, I, I think perhaps we should because it, <laughs> I think it, it deserves it. Um, yeah, like I tell you what, let's talk about it, and then hmm, I was going to posit something. Maybe we'll talk about it off air. Okay, um, no, no hashtag planning on the podcast. Yeah, um, but no, we can talk about. It. Obviously, yeah. we can talk about it. Um, and I can't. People, the audience aren't going to want to wait for us to do another episode before we talk about <laughs> it. Um, but so, yeah, you, you're right. We should skip to the title match. And then yeah, so let's it. let's talk about the the, the actual main event. Um, so it was the the WWE title match as opposed to the Universal title match. This one can only be used mm-hmm. in WWE. Um, yeah. It was Brock Lesnar, the champ, against the winner of the Royal Rumble, Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Um, the first thing to say about this is that when it started. I checked the clock and there were eight minutes left on the pay-per-view. And yes, that is yeah, my well, that, kind of match. So that's one of the failings, I guess, of having done this pre-recorded, isn't it? That, like, I, I, actually, maybe, I guess you were, some people were watching it live. Um, yeah. And probably didn't have an end time on it. Or, I don't know, maybe. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, yeah, there was a weird sense that, like, oh, this is going to be short, which, yeah. Do you know what? Like, I, I didn't love it. It's not really my thing, but it's everything that Braun Strowman and um, Goldberg wasn't. Like, it was, it was exactly the same match. Like, it was yeah. exactly the same, like, story they were telling. But Lesnar and Drew McIntyre are ten times the wrestlers those other two are. I so, mean, they are. But it was still bad. It was well, it a wasn't, bad. I'm, I'm not saying it was good. No. I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying they, the story that they were trying to tell, they told it in a much more effective way than Goldberg and Braun Strowman did. Where, where like, where like Goldberg did three spears and then Strowman did three slams and that was it. Like, yeah. at least you had near falls in there. Yeah, like, at least you had them attempt to play some drama, um, but essentially they did the same thing where Lesnar did a bunch of F5s, um, Galloway did McIntyre, what's his name? Drew McIntyre. Yeah, um, did a Drew Galloway was the one who used to talk too much on Evolve shows. 
God, he did as well, didn't he? Because yeah. um, he was so in love with indie wrestling then. I he was. You remember? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, he did a bunch of kicks, and then it was over. But at least like there was some pretense that one or other that could win uh, at different times in the match. It's just um, weird, isn't it? Because like there's the whole thing about the Goldberg mystique, about the um, the Lesnar mystique, mm-hmm. but. I didn't watch last year's WrestleMania, um, but I was I was talking about this match with Jake Chris, um, and and he he mentioned that at last year's WrestleMania, Seth Rollins beat Lesnar in like thirty seconds. So it's like, what does Lesnar even mean anymore? And therefore, why are you protecting him by giving him these kind of shitty type of matches? I mean, maybe they won't. Perhaps that's the last we'll see of Lesnar. I doubt it. Because they seem well, to have think, a, a I don't hard think he was protected it. in that. Like, at least in the Seth match, it was like he kind of shocked it. I don't feel like that's what we got from the, the entire match, though. Like, I feel like they, they kind of did... It was a little bit of a sprint. Like, as, as much of a sprint as you can get with those two massive yeah. men. Yeah. Like, they, they, it wasn't like a fluke. It wasn't like McIntyre, like, somehow pulled out this miraculous win. Like, it was quite definitive. So I don't feel like there was any protecting Lesnar in there. Um, not that he was squashed either, but it wasn't like no. a 50-50 sort of thing where Lesnar can go away claiming, oh, you caught me this time, but not next time. Yeah. Like, he definitely got I, beat. I mean, I hated it. Um, I gave it one sad crowning for the man who let me hold his title belt while he put his wrist tape on while Grado made his entrance <laughs> at an ICW show in Birmingham. <laughs> I, like I say, I think, you know, I think when I'm comparing it to the other title match that we had on this, these two shows, it was like light years ahead <laughs> of it. Um, I mean, that's damning with faint praise. I mean, it got it got the same rating from me as the other title match. But that's only because I forgot that you can rate something zero. <laughs> um, um, otherwise, okay, I, let's... I, let's Let's talk about the true, um, the true main event of this yes. whole weekend. Then I guess. Yes. Um, and and I will I will ahead of the game I will say, it could have been better. Yeah. Like, but you know, there was a lot to enjoy about the Firefly Funhouse match. Yeah, I mean, it was similar to the, the filmed segment the night before. Um, I'm, I'm not sure when it started, and, and this one at least had a finish. Um, it did have a three count, um, although a three count administered by the same man oh. doing the pin. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I, I loved this. Obviously, everything, you know, I saw people, when, when they were saying... Um, I, I, I saw someone saying uh, that anyone who, who said that they thought that the Boneyard match was great obviously hasn't watched real movies. And it's like, well, of course, you, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to put everything through a filter of this is made by WWE, who, yeah. although they claim we're in the business of making movies, they're very clearly not. In the well, I don't know. Making... Let's wait until this weekend, shall we? Of course. Yeah. Have you remember what it's called? Yeah. Nope. And I haven't, no, I haven't it either. either. No. Although I did see, come on, actually quickly, really quickly, there was another trailer right. on this show yeah. um, for another Netflix property that uh, WWE have been involved in. The Big uh, Show the Show? Big, the Big Show Show. 
Um, I don't know whether you remember, but a couple of years ago, um, I was watching WWE, and Big Show turned up in a polo shirt for some reason. <laughs> right. Uh, and I referred to him as Massive Dad. And right. And I've only gone and made a sitcom of it. I uh, I saw a comment about this that, you know, um, Tanahashi's just done a, a movie called My Dad is a Heel Wrestler. Yeah. Like, someone to put that, that this show should be called My Dad is a Heel Face, Heel Face, Heel Face, Heel Face, Heel Face Wrestler. <laughs> Which I quite yeah. liked. That was quite good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so um, although it is WWE and that, that, you know, they claim to be in the business of making movies, they're clearly not. Um, no. And so the Boneyard match has to be viewed as a, a cinematic spectacle from people who aren't doing cinema. Um, so relatively, that's where you have to look at it. And I think you also have to look at this in, in the same way, because mm. I, I've, I've talked a lot about, um, well, I mean, I haven't really talked seriously about it, about some things being post-wrestling. And by that, I mean the, the sort of application of post-modernity to to the the medium of wrestling um i remember there was a match that uh mike bird and ryan smile had at good wrestling um mm-hmm. which was very much a, a post wrestling match it was um the, they they used postmodern techniques in their match and people are switching off in their droves now but um <laughs> but i thought this was kind of post wrestling in that you could not watch this and enjoy it to any level without knowing we're having some deep knowledge of of who John Cena was, um, and and the the particular ins and outs of of the behind the scenes of wrestling. And I thought that considering it was WWE that did it, um, who are always going to have their own particular skew on things, I thought it gave us almost as as pure a look as post wrestling as as you know we've gotten so far. You know what? You say like you have to know the ins and outs of people's feelings towards John Cena, but I actually think they did like a fairly strong job of um, of kind of framing yeah what he was in this match yeah and like the video leading up to it. Like I don't think that's where I don't like I I don't think that's the shortcoming of this match. Like if I'm going to be hypercritical. Um, I think it stems from the same thing that you, you kind of say about that the, um, them not being makers of action movies. Also, they're not makers of postmodern comedy. No. Um, and this is clearly influenced by a lot of comedy that's come about in like the last 10 to 15 years. Um, everything basically since Tim and Eric, awesome show, great job. Like they like I've said this before on social media, like that's quite a little known show really, but I think massively influential on all of the comedy that's come, not all of it, but a lot of comedy that's come since then. And this feels like it, it sits in that wheelhouse. And actually what they probably should have done is reached out and got people who produce those comedy shows to do this. Because I bet you they don't cost a lot of money. And no. would would have like given this a bit of panache that the usual WWE house style sort of lacks. Like there's just a little bit too much of that WWE sort of flatness to little parts of this. Yeah, and it I reminds think they me. did. A, oh, I think they did a really really good job 
but there were like moments where like the joke landed a little bit off because yeah. like the edit the editing wasn't quite tight enough or like they didn't quite understand what the funny part of it was like this is me being a bit of a comedy nerd as well no no um, i can see that do you know what it reminded me of and I, it's something that people don't really talk about much um these days because i think the bloke who made it got cancelled um mm-hmm. the wrestling isn't wrestling the, yes. the max landis yeah thing. um max landis yeah. yeah yeah um it very much kind of that spirit um and I guess maybe if Max Landis hadn't have been cancelled, they could have called on him yeah. to, to do it. Yeah, because um, he kind of got it right with that, I think. Yeah, yeah. But I, I just thought it was it was magnificent. Um, I thought Cena was wonderful. I mean, Cena's got nothing to lose at this point by completely sending himself up. But no, but he did. Um, the, the, he completely the... allowed himself to to look back on his career which at times was ridiculous um, yeah. and and played along with it completely. Yeah. The moment for me with Cena was when he was doing the curls, the uh, yes. barbell curls, when they were doing the little, um, like, Saturday night's main event skit. Yeah. And he just, like, went into overdrive with the curls and it went <laughs> on for... Like, but this was the thing, like, yeah, that joke needs to go on too long for it to be funny. Yeah. Like, it needs to go on... Too long, and it, like that was like that was Chef's kiss for me. Yeah, Chef's kiss. Um, um, I don't I, know I, what the there was the bit with like the NWO bit didn't work for me. I'm not well, sure what that was about. I kind um, of got it in the. I think they were kind of saying that in a in a different era, that might have right, been okay. what what Cena might have done. You know, he might have yeah. gone to to WCW and and been part of the NWO. Um, I liked Bray Wyatt as Eric Bischoff. Yeah. I thought Bray that was... Wyatt, this was such a fantastic vehicle for Bray Wyatt up until the point he puts on the mask. Yeah. Because I feel like he's so wasted behind that mask because he's got such an expressive face and he's like, he really is like the, the you know, it, it, we talked about Jake Roberts a lot on the AEW thing and like, he is always being compared to Jake Roberts, but like he is the closest WWE have to that sort of a talker. Like he can say, and they they kind of alluded to it on the FCW um, documentary where it's like you don't always know what the hell he's talking about. Like it can but be a listen. load of bloody bollocks, but yeah. you're listening and he draws you in. And like to put him in, under that mask, which is a fucking horrible mask, yeah, in, in I, more ways than one. I um, thought that the fiend was the weakest bit of this entire skit, and I was glad that he only appeared for a very short time, right near the yeah. end. Yeah. Um, so you know you got to be happy with that. This is the kind of thing I, I mean, this is what wrestling can be. It's what it perhaps should be, but not all the time. Um, so I'd like to see this done again. It'd be kind of nice if all Bray Wyatt did was once a year invite someone to the Firefly Funhouse, and they they did a similar thing with with different people. But obviously no, they're not well, going to pay Bray Wyatt just to to do one match a year. Um, no, but what they will do is we'll end up with a Firefly Funhouse uh, pay per view in a few months' time. Yeah, every match is competed in under Firefly Funhouse. Firefly Funhouse rules. Um, yeah. And you'll have uh, you'll have the Street Profits against 
um, uh, heavy machinery and fly, 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 what um, did, did do you think they they saw approval from Vince for the Vince Devil puppet? I think he loved it. <laughs> but I I thought it was great. I gave this one five degrees of thugonomics. Very good, very yeah, good, and it was as very say, entertaining. Yeah, it's post wrestling, um, and yeah, I I will rewatch this, um, which is the more than you can say for anything that WWE have done in in uh, a long time um, so yeah. yeah kudos so uh, overall uh, I, I enjoyed wrestlemania it wasn't great yeah. but it passed the time apart from the the 40 minutes uh of the last man standing match nothing outstayed its welcome too much yeah, i think as an experiment in what was under restricted circumstances um, I feel like they, they, they actually did a fairly good job putting together six and a half hours. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do I want to watch it all again? No. No. Do I ever want to? Randy Orton, again, he's one like Dolph Ziggler. Let's draw a line under it. He's, he's done everything he's ever going to do. I mean, he's done plenty of bad stuff. Why can't he be cancelled by now? Yeah. Why can't we cancel people who deserve to be cancelled? I mean, not saying that people don't deserve to be cancelled before anyone cancels me um, for saying that. But yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, Just very quickly, because you've got to go to another uh, bit of comedy, because I I class this as doing comedy, Chris. I don't know about you. It's weak comedy, but it is comedy. Yeah, I think think it's got a comedy tag on iTunes. That's nice of them. Yeah. well, I'd, I have to, you have to select a top, oh, right. a topic or category. So yeah, um, I didn't want to put Should, sports. Uh, <laughs> put sports. Uh, put uh, sex advice. Um, all those kind yeah. of things. Um, I watched the uh, brawl for all. Um, Dark Side of the Ring. Oh yeah. Nice watch. Nothing too yeah. dark. You know. They they, no. they they do yeah. as a as an add on alien more than anything. Well, yeah, as an add on, they cover um, Droz getting paralysed, um, which is oh, right. you know it's it's not you know, the best, but Droz is on it and he seems you know he's he seems to be in a good place, so that's probably okay. good. But yeah, it's well worth a watch. So I do that, right. and also um, as I mentioned earlier, if you do want to see some fresh wrestling action, if you're desperate for it, um, there are two places you can see it. Uh, being the elite this week has a couple of matches and they're going to have a couple of matches next week. And that was a lot of fun because usually there's no wrestling on being the elite. It's a wrestling show with no wrestling. Um, and also uh, Emi Sakura is still doing her Choco Pro stuff, which is all on YouTube. Um, if you go to the Gato Move YouTube channel, you can watch yep. Chris Brooks use a woman as a weapon to hit Emi Sakura in the face. I feel like that's not the first time that sentence has been used. No. Um, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I've got to wind it up. So, thanks for listening. Do Facebook. Go We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. Up the hills that we climbed, for the seasons out of time. All our lives we had 
Starfish on the beach.